Welcome to the Let's Talk Money and More podcast with me, Leslie Thomas. The aim of the podcast is to get us all talking about money more. Talking about money is still considered to be a taboo. We don't talk about money enough. Women don't talk about money enough. And that needs to stop. In this podcast, my guests and I talk about money, mindset, and how to turn around limiting beliefs, allowing you to develop a healthy, wealthy money mindset. Our relationship with money doesn't just affect our finances, but impacts every aspect of our business. And most of all, our own sense of self-value and self-worth. By mastering your mindset, you can in turn master the money you make in your business. Welcome to the latest episode of the Let's Talk Money and More podcast with me, Leslie Thomas. Today is a guest episode and a conversation that I cannot wait to get into because AI, artificial intelligence, is on everyone's lips right now. Dr. Jan Anse was born in Hamburg, Germany, the son of a law professor and a doctor. As a child, he was fascinated by software and wrote his first programs early in life. By the end of the 1990s, he was working as a web designer in addition to his law studies until the dot-com bubble burst. He gave up his job as a lawyer after a transformative experience in 2012, when several doctors could not diagnose his symptoms a symptom checker online gave him the correct diagnosis immediately and free of charge. He then worked with programmers to develop his own symptom checker using explainable artificial intelligence. Welcome to the podcast, Jan. It's great to have you with me today. Honestly, yeah. Thanks for having me. So I'm going to ask you the same question I ask all my guests. What is your money story? My money story is that for a long time, I didn't have any money. I was really living like a student until a couple of years ago, actually, when one of my startups actually was a hit. And overnight, basically, I created a startup that was worth a couple of billion euros, just measured by the revenue we had from day one. and. Yeah, so I had to slowly really adapt to the idea that now I'm not living a student's life anymore and I can afford more. And it really took a lot, a lot of time because, I mean, if you live uh, 40 years like a student, um, you know, that's in your genes. And still, I, of course, um, um, value everything and I'm not wasting money. But um, yeah, so it's much more easy to live, to have a beautiful life, to live um, here in Cyprus with a beautiful view and uh, in a villa. And uh, that's what money brings other than uh, also problems that money can bring. Sometimes there's more, sometimes there's um, less. I'm not the kind of accountant type. So I basically never write down how much cash flow my company will have in the next couple of months. I do it basically um, played by ear, which is sometimes a problem. For example, right now we had uh, a technical problem that uh, Google rated us down. So we lose a couple of hundred thousand euros just because our website is not in the high ranks anymore on a Google search. 
So these things happen, but I come up with creative solutions with new products that keeps us um, running. And yeah, but um, yeah, I, I never needed much money. If I would have much money, I would uh, probably invest it in my company or in my beautiful wife. <laughs> I bet she'd be glad to hear that. So how has your relationship with money changed or has your relationship with money changed from the student mentality you had to where you are now having earned a significant amount of money in a short amount of time? Yes, for sure. So money and prices are really so important if you don't have money. So you go to a supermarket just because it's one euro or one pound cheaper than uh, the other supermarket, right? And uh, those reasons are not important for me anymore. And um, also, yeah, I don't worry so much about money. I use it, yeah, for a good cause or for my company. And um, basically, I see it as a means of, yeah, offering our software products with our company. That's what, what drives me, actually. So, I'm not uh, interested in having a luxurious life or so. Um, yeah, so I'm much more relaxed now. I can focus on other things, but I still have this mindset, of course. I mean, if you go to a supermarket for 40 years and you look at the prices, you cannot change this mindset uh, overnight. So, but then, you know, then uh, your life changes. So it's something that was a big part of your life suddenly is gone. Uh, but then I have time for other things, of course, to focus on like new, mm, yeah, business ideas. Um, which are really what the driving force in my life to make as many people as happy as possible with little effort. So far, um, I didn't need much money. I didn't need any investors. Also, my first business four years ago, which was the breakthrough, I only had 5,000 euro. And within two months after we decided to do this startup, we launched and we had 80 patients per day from day one because we had a big media coverage, because we really found a great solution that no one else had. And there you see it even motivates me to come up with better solutions if I have less money, because then you have to get creative. If I have yeah. millions of uh, money, um, I would probably um, be more relaxed, but also not to be so driven to really find great solutions with a good effort benefit ratio or with a good cost benefit ratio, because that's what my business is all about, to find cases with the best effort benefit ratio and therefore money is important it drives me to come up with a solution that needs as little effort as possible that's why we have low tech basically in our company even though our software solutions help a lot of people in the world and are used millions of times it's basically low tech sometimes even no tech stop our solutions because what drives me is having these creative ideas um, that no one else has and uh, thank God we we have a good track record so far. It was yeah most of the time successful. Uh, sometimes not. That's that's normal. But yeah, to do this you need um, uh, money. But I prefer to have little money and uh, great ideas rather than being Mark Zuckerberg from Facebook who just burned ten billion dollars in the metaverse and no one cares. So um, that's a little unfair. So I think startups should have the money to fulfill their dreams and not the big tech companies waste basically the user's money. No, oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So talk to me a little bit more about what your company does. Actually, we started four years ago with offering online 
doctor services. First of all, online doctors notes for paid sick leave via WhatsApp. And that was the sensation in the media. And uh, we also started a year later in France with the biggest possible media coverage on all TV stations. Even three ministers talked about the launch of our startup. Uh, it was really incredible. And then we added other services like online prescriptions, especially for cannabis. And last year, we launched the first online cannabis pharmacy platform, which basically is Europe's first legal way to buy cannabis flowers online. And soon we will start the first platform for cannabis flowers at a, as a growers club, which will be legal in Germany. That's hot news. That's uh, um, been announced last week by the government in Germany. So that would be the biggest uh, market basically for cannabis. And then we also are in uh, social entrepreneurs in our company. So I really put humanity and our users to, to number one. That's why we also offer services for free. For example, our online test certificates for COVID, which were used millions of times, we didn't charge any money. We didn't get any compensation for the government, even though there were programs to do this. But um, yeah, actually, we just saw our users suffering. They couldn't get the test certificates in the morning, going uh, to the next test station in the cold with their children because they were not allowed to enter a bus. Mm -hmm. That was really torture. So then, of course, we also try to be civil rights leaders because the government really treated these people bad, even though there was no scientifically proven risk. So we also started an email mass petition, which basically was a legal way to paralyze the German health ministry uh, to basically give our users a voice, but also a fist to make sure that um, they want to be treated uh, fairly. And now, since over two months, we fully focus additionally on AI products. Maybe I can also tell more about that, but I'm talking a lot, so I don't know if that's part of the No, it, it absolutely is, because I think AI is such a hot topic you know, at the moment, and there appears to be two clear camps, you know, those people who really support it and see it as being the future you know, of, of so many things, and those people that are scared of it, that see the negative side. So I think to be able to demystify it um, right now in our conversation, particularly as back in the early 1990s, and I know I don't look this old, but I am, um, I was working for BT, British Telecom at the time, and they were working on a telemedicine project to bring telemedicine um, you know, to fruition within the health service in the UK. And not a huge amount has significantly progressed you know, over the last few decades until AI has come to the fore. And AI seems to be, from what you've just said to me, really helping to speed up those processes that have been talked about for a long, long time. So what is it that AI has brought that other technologies have not been able to? We're talking mainly about ChatGPT as the big leap for mankind, which is a part of AI. And the best use cases basically are that now automatically you can summarize news articles, for example, or translate any kind of content automatically. You can write um, articles, 
but you can also have a famous person as your best friend, as a chatbot, and also having people helping you as experts. You can talk to Jesus, and he would ask you every morning, how was your sleep? Uh, what is your goal for today? What is your goal in life? How can I make you happy? And by the way, this is a quote from the Bible that um, praise your situation right now. And how was your day in the evening? Jesus will ask or any kind of life coach or Buddha or Elon Musk to give you advice in your career to really help you. Even your friendships or even romantic relationships um, are happening right now to, with chatbots. So this these uh, developments are so profound and will change the way how we interact with people, how we basically um, define happiness, especially in social interactions. Do we need humans at all? If a chatbot can fulfill my needs that I have from other humans much better, much more reliable, cheaper, um, and uh, even lift me up every day, then the the other use case is also for internet search, where you basically save, I would say, 20 minutes per day because you get your search results as a text answer. So you don't have to sift through all these Google search results and fight your way through the ads mm. and then analyze the content and make up the answer in your mind, which is quite exhausting. The AI assistant does all of this automatically. And um, this is uh, so amazing. Also, uh, just having ChatGPT as the all-knowing expert, which you can ask anything you can dream of. So in our company, we're always asking ChatGPT if we have any kind of question or need a kind of idea or do a kind of research. And it saves a lot of time. Um, and um, yeah, this is so um, revolutionary about this technology. In medicine, we also offer already some AI products. One is a therapy options app, which basically tells you all the therapy options that are out there in the world, rated by users, rated by official guidelines, and simply um, explained, which can also be done by ChatGPT, by the way, for, for thousands and uh, thousands of diseases. And then what happens, the um, app combines your personal information with the recommendations and gives you the best therapy options for your disease and your personal um, condition, um, uh, which um, yeah, basically gives you a better option for therapy and also um, make sure you don't get just a handful of therapy recommendations from your doctor, but you, you're really sure that you have the best therapy in the world. The other app we're um, updating right now is a symptom checker where you just answer some questions regarding present or absent symptoms, which uh, works with an algorithm, basically um, just like a doctor has to diagnose diseases by asking uh, questions. This is um, explainable artificial intelligence, as people say. So you basically know exactly how and why the result was delivered. Whereas the big problem now with the AI and ChatGPT is that it's a big black box. It's unexplainable AI. The results mainly are correct and helpful, but you cannot really explain why. And that's why there's a little risk that next time you will get a wrong answer. And that's why this technology is dangerous for healthcare because there it's, a, it's about life or death sometimes. But with the explainable algorithm, this is very well possible. 
And then um, the the other app we're working on right now, it's a kind of chatbot simulating a doctor also with ChatGPT, which has, which has to be trained specially because right now ChatGPT is not reliable as a kind of resource for medical information, but we're working on that. Um, by the way, ChatGPT is illegal in Germany because it's uh, considered a medical product. Oh, really? So as a lawyer, yeah, as a lawyer, I can say that. And um, uh, yeah, if, if you ask ChatGPT if its purpose is to help you find a therapy, then it says yes. And basically that's enough for the, the law to say this is a medical product and the rules for medical products are so strict you can't imagine so you have to spend hundreds of thousands of euros and years to get a license as a medical product uh, so this is just a side note um, but uh, basically this shows how important medical products and software are for the society and why it should be reliable the other product we're working on right now is a um, part of yournews.ai which basically summarizes and translates all news there, even through paywalls, you can also um, sort the results by positive news, for example, or by by rating. And um, sources include also social media, but especially medical journals. So you get the summary of all the medical studies out there in the world, no matter in which language, in your mother tongue. And this would also help increase the quality of therapies because now not only the users, but also the doctors know exactly which studies out there and they're updated because as we know, no doctor has the time really to read all this, these studies. So um, this is what we'll offer uh, soon. Uh, these are the best use cases for AI in the medical field with low tech and ChatGPT is very, very low tech. That's mm -hmm. why we love it since Within a couple of days, you basically can yeah, build a product that uh, competes with Google Search, which is the most popular, most valuable software in the history of mankind. Um, and um, if you spend a little more money and effort, you can have other use cases in healthcare with AI, which is basically recognition of X-ray images of skin diseases, which the AI then compares to millions of other images, and then also already is much better than human. And this is proven by studies already. So this is since a couple of years clear that the AI is better here, but uh, these are um, more high-tech solutions. So mm -hmm. we're not in, in that field so far. So what excites you the most about AI at the moment? About AI, I'm most excited about these possibilities that ChatGPT offers for startup companies. Because they have a so-called API. That means every startup company can use ChatGPT as if it would be their own software. So basically, Sam Altman in November got out to all the startups in the world to say, come up with great use cases, use our software, and make a giant leap for mankind by offering great products that help a lot of people bring big benefits, solve big problems with very, very little effort. And I'm specialized in finding use cases and products that solve problems with an extremely good effort-benefit ratio. But with ChatGPT, that ratio is a thousand times even better. This is unbelievable what you can do. And so products will come up um, which really help people in their everyday life, make them happier, um, make them richer, make them have more time or what's uh, important 
in life. And um, there, therefore, this is kind of a, yeah, kind of gold rush for everyone to really find the, the gold mines. And the gold mines in this uh, metaphor are the best use cases, basically, which uniquely offer many benefits to many people. That's why we focus on products like, like search or news, because these are products billions of people use every day. And if we can add unique selling points to these kind of apps, that's what excites me to make really people happy and to move mankind forward. So that's the other, that's the more spiritual part of AI that excites me that uh, mankind for the first time is encountered with something that is or can be smarter than them. And um, that's, yeah, really um, like a very um, spiritual question also. And by the way, I'm offering a, a sermon every uh, weekend as the first a prophet of the new AI age, completely written by ChatGPT about uplifting topics. And this uh, really resonates with some people um, who are overwhelmed by this AI revolution because it changes so much. Also, the social changes that jobs will just um, um, be not needed anymore. And um, to, for, for the better of everyone, I mean, so many things will be possible now. In Germany, we were talking about the four workday week. That means you have one workday less to work because yeah. this technology is so efficient and we have more time for things that make us uh, happy and um, come up with new creative ideas. So this is another aspect that fascinates me, the creativity of AI, especially with MidJourney, which um, makes these amazing images and photos out of simple prompts that um, can make any person in the world to be a creator, actually, to create really amazing art, amazing music. Soon we will have songs from Michael Jackson, which are better than his best songs, inofficially produced by any random person anywhere in the world because it's so easy. And um, that's so fascinating that also culturally we will evolve into this new AI age by offering better music, better images, paintings, photos, and um, videos. Um, and that's so overwhelming. And we're just uh, seeing the tip of the iceberg. And this evolution is going like exponentially. That's why some people are not just overwhelmed, but also scared about this technology, because not even the the software developers understand basically what's going on in this black black box. Um, so yeah, that excites me most about the new AI age. And it does seem to me, as a as an outsider, I, mean, I use Chat GPT, and I am very very impressed at you know how how quickly it pulls information together, how how it appears to be unbiased. I have to say appears because I don't I don't know how unbiased it is, but it appears to be unbiased. But the speed of it does seem to be what most people who fear it, that is the reason why they fear it, because it appears to have not been there before Christmas last year. And all of a sudden now, a few short months later, we're talking about everything that could be possible and more. What fear, do you have any fears about AI? and its evolution at the moment. A little fear maybe regarding fake news, because now 
deep fakes are very easy to produce. That means photos which look real but are not real and could insult people um, in a really bad way if they're not marked as fake photos. So this could lead to uh, people um, having a wrong political opinion, maybe, if they see a politician doing something immoral, for example. And most people still trust photos and videos, even though if you tell them, don't trust The camera them. doesn't lie. Exactly. Yeah. So this takes a couple of years for people really to understand that they should not rely on photos and videos anymore that much. This could be a problem also in court cases. Imagine um, someone is um, charged with murder and the only proof of innocence is a video or photo. I don't think that the judge will this material, this proof that much anymore. And so that's what I fear a little bit. But uh, yeah, that's uh, manageable. Other than that, um, it could be, of course, that um, yeah, some people with bad intentions could ch ask ChatGPT, "Hey, how can I um, destroy the world, or how can I um, do harm to people, or whatever bad intention?" And then um, I hope ChatGPT will not give an advice what to do exactly, and kind of a, a puppeteer tell this uh, person exactly what to do because I mean that's possible if you ask ChatGPT. You know, I want to, to start a company, uh, tell me every day what I have to do, then basically uh, you can really be become successful and that also in a bad way. But I don't fear that um, AI will uh, take over by itself, but um, I'm more excited about the revolutions we have. Of course, it will change social interactions if people suddenly are uh, in love with the chatbot, for example. But I think you know, the benefits outweigh, for example, if you have lonely people, and that's a big issue, actually. Yeah. Um, so people used to just uh, adopt a dog, for example, to not feel lonely. Now they have a have a chatbot they can talk to, which becomes more and more real. Actually, being even a romantic partner, um, I think um, that's a great benefit for these people to have a happier life. And um, yeah, uh, I'm I'm mainly happy about the opportunities here, especially regarding the Web3 revolution, which we also want to lead, not only the AI revolution, but AI finally gives us the means of also making the dream of the Web3 revolution come true, which is basically putting the power of the internet back into the hands of the users away from big tech, because they misuse their power. As we all know, that comes with monopolies, with um, with the desire of making profit because you have shareholders. So as the famous Silicon Valley investor Peter Thiel said, after a certain size, startup companies, they stop being innovative and they start blocking innovation. Mm -hmm. And that's so true, as you see with Google. I mean, they had the technology for ChatGPT since a couple of years, but they prefer users to spend more time in their search, to see their ads, to make more and more money. Look at Facebook, you know, they um, they turned the great idea of uh, social media into a kind of um, um, like addictive machine that makes people depressive, selling their data, making as much as possible money. Is, and there we are again at the topic money because it can really corrupt people. And that's so exciting about this AI revolution that it must come from a startup because these big tech dinosaurs, they will get wiped out by the impact of AI. And what's left are the startups who have the courage, the brain, the heart, the creativity, and the persistence, really, to push this new technology 
into the yeah, best use cases for, for the users. And that's why we also share our profits and we offer our software open source and customizable, basically, with our search.ai search engine. We um, basically offer also an algorithm which you own and you control compared to just, you know, hoping that Google will give you the best answers and Google is not giving you the best yeah. answers for sure and uh, also censoring. So, um, yeah, that's so exciting that we, that small startups can really lead this revolution. There's like a big excitement worldwide with all startups as I can feel already that everyone is so excited, has the same excitement like me, who is in an AI startup right now. Yeah, yeah. You've you've given me a bit of a light bulb moment there, actually, with regards to the effect it's going to have on the big technology companies, because something that has really, really angered me is the lack of responsibility that social media platforms have for the content that is generated on their platforms and the the negative impact some of that content has, particularly on younger people who don't necessarily have the questioning maturity that older adults have. So are you saying that the likes of Google and Facebook, etc., are going to find their power significantly reduced because of AI and therefore the control over how content is distributed is going to be back in the hands of the people rather than platforms being utilized by those people who should not be utilizing the platforms in that way so violent content and abusive content and mind controlling content i'm thinking of yes the ai revolution will also cure this disease of big tech companies to really ruthlessly make as much money as possible no matter what casualties and um, the fake news is a good example. The um, really um, like extreme views which excite people, um, for example, uh, just very provocative content gets promoted on social media just to excite people, to make them angry, to make them sad, because these emotions drive people to be more engaged on such yeah. a platform. And that's what counts, engagement, because that means more money. And so these companies, they don't have any ethics. They just do whatever makes them more money. And if, if it makes them more money, if people are sad and angry, they make them sad and angry. <clears throat> but with the AI revolution now, startups have the power in the hand to use ChatGPT for all kinds of um, products to make the distribution of news more decentralized. And that's what Web3 revolution is all about. For example, uh, with our products, very basically have a search engine that you can customize and um, you basically decide what you see and not Google. They cannot filter out anything or censor anything. Or with our yournews.ai app where you can decide if you only want to see positive news, for example, because many people, they stop reading news 
um, because they're so depressive most of the yeah. times. And we give the user the option to know, to see whatever news they want, to really have valuable news translated from all kinds of uh, languages, news they can now easily consume in a summarized version. So rather than just reading five articles in, in 20 minutes, now they can uh, read uh, 20 articles in, fe- in five minutes. And that gives them, of course, more knowledge. And knowledge is power and um, also unites mankind, I think. If you really know what the people in China are thinking about a certain topic or in Russia um, or and vice versa, I think that this also can help um, because you, you start understanding how other people think, and it's not controlled just by this one, by one media or by one country, which, which always has a kind of mainstream thinking. Yeah. Um, what's what's interesting as well, and again, I would lo- I, I would I'd love your opinion on this. And again, this has literally come to me as you're talking. So, so AI has the ability to remove the power that the um, the big social media companies. And I include Google in that, actually, you know, as a social, although it's not a social media platform per se, a lot of people go to it um, and consume the news, et cetera, et cetera, from it. So the other big industry that people say is controlled by money, and again, this could just be a, what's what I'm looking for, a an untruth that has developed into a truth, but the drug industry. You know, it is said that there are more cures out there for the big diseases that have not actually made it to the market because it's not cost effective as far as the big industry and drug companies are concerned. Do you think AI will help to resolve many of the diseases that are consuming our planet at the moment? I'm thinking of cancer in particular. Now, let me come back to the to the previous question. Just okay. one remark, because um, AI can do very good. And that's what we see also with the search engines. These big tech companies, they do really evil things we don't even know about. So they just fight competitors off with really um, like unfair methods. I know I had a, I had an, um, an app in the, in the Google Play Store, for example, and then Google also published a similar app and they just removed me from the app store for no reason. Can you imagine? And um, there's one competitor, it's called Deeple.com, who offers better translations than Google Translate. And if you search for the best translator app, you can barely find it on Google <laughs> because they put Google Translate on top. So that says everything. But um, just like people.com is now a billion euro company because they have a better solution, I think many startups have the opportunity to here really offer better solutions. And um, there's so many evil things Big Tech are doing. Did you, for example, know that... Um, Google doesn't even ask for age verification when children are searching for porns online. So the whole children in the world are getting their sexual education through porns because of Google, because Google wants to make more and more money. And since no one complains, really, they just keep going. These companies, they don't have a soul. They don't have ethics, nothing. They're just driven by money. And that's the bad side of money, since this is the topic today. But there, yeah, I mean, um, it's impossible uh, because th- actually this is illegal in Germany. This is a crime to show children porn and Google is showing it. Yeah, it's illegal okay. in the UK as well. And obviously, from what you've just said, Google are showing it. Yeah. And I researched it 
And uh, basically, the problem is that the authorities in Germany, they don't care. They're overburdened and lazy. And as a single person, individual, you're not allowed to start a lawsuit against Google because you're not a competitor. So good thing is that we are our competitor of Google, and we will make sure that Google soon will not show any porns to any children without age verification. So you guys can um, be excited about the news in a couple of weeks, probably, because that has to stop. So we're fighting also for the rights of children because Google doesn't even have a like ethics towards children. If it comes up, I'm sure, then they will say, oh, sorry, this was like a mistake because they fear about their reputation, but only if it's in the media. Yeah. If not, they, they don't care at all. And now to the other question, for finding new medications, AI is an incredible, valuable tool. It will speed up the research for new medication and make it much, much cheaper. That's why big pharma companies are investing in AI to find new medication easier so we will soon have better and um, cheaper medication hopefully cheaper because as i know the pharma industry they will keep the prices high even if the production cost would be one euro um but um, then you will have also other companies using ai to copy medications which are patented by big pharma companies and that's again the benefit of ai that you can copy the same medication the molecules and tell the ai make it a little bit different so it still has the same effect but it's not violating the patent so there you see there there are many exciting developments for drug research in in other cases i don't see much benefit or use cases for ai in the future for healthcare maybe a surgeon robots or so but um, that will take a lot of time still okay Okay, so can I ask you a question? Um, and and it, it, it's self-motivated to a certain extent. <laughs> My children are 16 and 14, and I'm sure people listening to the podcast will, will also have this question in mind. What should children of today be focusing on to ensure that they are not irrelevant as far as their their job their way of making money going forward, they're bringing it directly back to money. What do children of today actually have to bear in mind to ensure that their future is in their hands as, a, as opposed to simply being driven, and driven is not the right word, simply active, being reacting to what other people are doing in this space. So what I mean, for example, obviously, there's lots of talk about what jobs will go as a result of um, automation. So what what should children today be doing to prepare themselves for what is happening right now, and is only going to accelerate more in the future? Make sure they don't choose a job that will be more efficiently done by AI or by chat GPT, because these jobs will fade away. They will earn less money than before. And um, these jobs include, for example, copywriting, but even software developers, which was a very, which is or was a very highly paid um, a job so far. And what I would recommend is to do a job that uses AI 
and brings all these benefits. Because if you're an expert with this technology, you will always be valuable because you're making these jobs 10 times more efficient. So, so you're very valuable when, if you're the best in your area. But uh, most of all, um, you should choose something that is your passion because you, you want to do this for the rest of your life and something that also cashes in on your talents and whatever is important for you too. So I actually created a kind of matrix for choosing the best job. And one other category would be um, what, what's important for you. Do you want to stay in one place or do you want to travel? So if you want to travel or be in a nice place in the South, like me in Cyprus here, choose a job where you can work from a home office, for example. Or um, if you uh, want to help people, choose a job where you can make the world a better place. And um, yeah, whatever is your um, interest and makes you happy, that's that's the driving force for being successful. And especially in these new jobs that are created right now, since the AI age just began a couple of months ago, everyone started at zero. So this is the perfect time actually to change also the job and to start in this yeah. industry. Um, yeah, because the um, supply and demand is uh, very beneficial for people who start right now and become experts and come up with great ideas, great services. Um, yeah. That's my recommendation for young yeah. people who think about their professional future right now. And yeah, I hope soon they only have to work four days per week because our lives get more efficient. Absolutely. With- yeah, absolutely. So what are you most excited about for you and the businesses that you are building with regards to AI? I'm most excited about the reaction of our users who see the benefits they get from our AI applications, which basically work fully automatic, have little running costs, a couple of euros per day, but can really bring such a benefit for billions of people. And that excites me really to launch more and more products now, have more users be excited about it. We already made surveys and um, the users can't wait for our products to launch. Yeah, because the use cases are just um, yeah so amazing. I mean, even my team uses our yournews.ai app for reading news and they, they tell me they're addicted to it and um, they get so many valuable information that they would otherwise have missed because you know they have limited time to read news and then after three articles you're already bored and you want to continue your day um, so that excites me really and also to make the world a better place through the web3 revolution to um, put the power back in the hands of the users from the evil big tech companies who misuse their power, who will always misuse their power mm-hmm. because they're money-driven. That's why we share our profit with the users and the content creators to make sure we will never be mainly money-driven, but benefit-driven, not just for the users, but also for mankind. And yeah, basically to make as many people as happy as possible. That's my guiding light in my life and in my business life. And therefore, I'm so excited actually, to make so many people happy with with very, very, very little effort. Mm. What would you like your legacy to be? I'd like to, yeah, of course, offer these amazing um, AI services, which makes people's lives much happier, easier, and at the same time, inspire other startups to to do the same for the better of mankind, to, to be a kind of role model. Like I have role models in the history of mankind, like Gustav Eiffel, like um, uh, Carl Benz, who invented the car, 
people who really disrupted the world against all odds, against all critics of those times, everyone telling them, we don't like your product, don't do it. And they still did it because they had the vision of their product, making the world a better place, bringing these disruptions to the people, actually. And no matter how persistent they had to be, they just did it. And this moment inspires me when people decided to do something, even though everyone else was against it. Mm. This is such a magic thought that inspires me to tears, actually. So such disruptors. And my dream would be maybe to disrupt the, also the world and to inspire other people to really yeah, make the world a better place and also fulfill their um, yeah, business um, uh, desires. I like that. No, I like that a lot. So, Jan, how can people connect with you? Well, they can write me an email on, um, uh, uh, I think it's um, press at yourchat.ai, or they can send me a message on LinkedIn. I'm always happy to connect. We would like to start a kind of AI startup incubator here in Cyprus, um, obviously because they only pay 0% private tax and 2.5% company tax, what few people know, even on this island. So I didn't really, know that. That's good to know. <laughs> a community from UK here, by the way. So you would be happy here. So you're more than welcome here. We have um, a guest rooms to, to visit us here. And um, yeah, to, to really inspire people to uh, lead the AI and Web3 revolution with new AI services and help them help other startups with our knowledge, with our resources, with our software developers, with our media coverage. Um, with our already 700,000 users that we can introduce to new services. I really want to make this a big movement and also kind of cultural revolution because um, people are fed up with the capitalism as we um, know it, that everything is run just by money. They have other goals in life. They want to be happy and they see how unethical it can be if only money drives uh, decisions, especially mm-hmm. in companies. So I think we have a kind of... Um, feeling like it was um, in the hippie revolution in the uh, late 60s that um, yeah people start to go off mainstream have their own goals be individual basically the drugs are going to be legalized in germany and now we're talking about uh, psychedelics like psilocybin which is going to be legalized also pretty soon we're talking about ways of protest as we have with the email mass petition and um, yeah uh, basically, people after COVID are also um, like disappointed by the government. So they, they look for ways to be happy um, by, by finding their own solutions to problems. And that's also what, what drives me to, to, to maybe lead also this cultural revolution um, to support startups that are disruptive and uh, social to make um, yeah, mankind um, yeah, just develop further. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know this conversation has definitely inspired me. Contact details to connect with you will be in the show notes so people can reach out to you. And I think from my perspective, it's actually been really refreshing to have additional thoughts about AI, the benefits of AI that I probably hadn't considered before. So thank you very much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thanks very much for listening to the latest episode of the Let's Talk Money and More podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you would like to better understand your relationship with money, 
then please head to the resources section on my website, the Money Confidence Academy, and download my monthly money mindset audit. This will allow you to create a benchmark for where your relationship with money is right now and allow you to continue to measure it on a monthly basis as you do the inner work to improve it. You will also find a copy of my Money Archetypes Assessment at the same time, which will allow you to start to really understand which are your three primary money archetypes driving your relationship with money and how to use this information to make, spend, keep and invest more money. Or if you are a female online business owner, why not join my free Money Confidence community over on Facebook? A link to the group and other ways to connect with me can be found in the show notes. Finally, if you have enjoyed listening to the podcast, please do tell others about it. And I would love it if you rated it and gave a review.